Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll go back to New York, separate the real from the fake, and go to the movies and a concert. As you know, if you listen to the March 26th show, we were recently in New York and had such a fantastic time that for this first segment of the show, we're going to go musically back to New York. Here are the Allegheny Highlanders. Whoa! Whoa! Hold them now, Mace. Hold them till we get out of this wagon with all this junk. Get all the stuff out, boys, and he does that. While you take the team down there, Mace, and tie them up behind the depot so we won't get scared, because old Bill, he'll run off and get the chance. All right. I'll get the tickets, and while I'm doing that, you all play a little something around here. Right. You might accidentally pick up a dime or two. she comes, boys. It certainly does pull our wicked horn. All the stuff ready, is it? Yeah. Well, all right, let's get on. Get a good seat. Let's let him sit by the window because if he gets sick, he won't ram his head out that window. I know him from old. Well, all of you sit down. Let's play that New River Train. That's a pretty good tune all before right, the conductor right. comes in. Very good. That's just about as good as ever I heard. What I think... place are we here now? Oh, this is Washington. We're standing at now. What's that long, tall thing over yonder? Oh, that's Washington's monument. Boy, he was the father of our country. Mm, I bet they had big families them days. Oh, sure did raise lots of them. Oh, well, I guess all getting pretty sleepy. I guess we better take a little nap around here. I don't see here. no place to sleep on here. Oh, they pull the bunks out of the wall on these cars, boy. We'll have a good place to sleep directly. Let's play that old tune for them on here. Uh, old folks, old folks, you better go to bed. All right. <laughs> I love to get in New York But don't get in jail Boy, that sounds awful good to me Well, Slim, you and uh, Bill can sleep up there in the loft in that top bunk. Me and Fred will sleep down here in this bottom trick. Looks kind of like a tunnel bed, but I think we can make out with it, all right? I'll wake you up early in the morning so we can see the ocean if we happen to go by that way. Well, good night. Good night.
brass. Patrons of Art of Man, Greenwich Elite, Delancey Street, they all do the New Yorker. Bankers and swallowtails, bootleggers out of jail, poets and punks, clubmen and thugs, they all do the New Yorker. College grads, the smart young lads who married the boss's daughter, with the nugs and fancy tongues, all shake the thing like bubbling water. Good music, good my heart, under the melting pot. And then you've got what they call the New Yorker. Walking up and down the street and do the New York. 
forget the sound The crash and pound of the subway underground And to the New York You'll find there's something old and something new And it's something hot and something blue And it's seven million people doing it What a rhythm, get the feel Of stone and steel and a little sex appeal And to the New York On the March 26th show, I played Ben Sullivan's version of Do the New York, but from the Ziegfeld Follies of 1931, that was Victor Arden and Phil Oman and their orchestra. The vocal refrain in that June 6th, 1931 Victor recording was Frank Luther. And you'll remember that Do the New York was written by Barry Trivers, Ben Oakland, and J.P. Murray. Before that, he performed it live in the Ziegfeld Follies of 1913, but we heard Nat M. Wills in his September 22, 1913 Victor recording of New York, What's the Matter with You? Nat M. Wills is best known as the famous tramp comedian, but here he's a dapper man about town and comments on the dance crazes of the day introduced by Vernon and Irene Castle. New York, What's the Matter with You? was composed by Raymond Hubble, who also brought us I Should Worry and Get Wrinkles? which was recorded by Ada Jones. The words were written by George F. Hobart, a prolific lyricist in the noughts and teens, who also penned Don't Be What You Ain't. That was preceded by Red Nichols and his five pennies, with Red McKenzie providing the vocal on The New Yorkers, from August 20, 1929. We began that musical trip to New York with the Allegheny Highlanders in Part 1 of the four-part A Trip to New York, recorded by Brunswick on May 11, 1929. The Allegheny Highlanders was a popular string band led by Charlie Poole, founder of the North Carolina Ramblers. The series of records, A Trip to New York, chronicles a successful audition and recording session with Brunswick. Maybe I'll play the rest of the set, but probably not all at once. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Of the two biggest highlights of our New York trip, the first was witnessing history being made as our friend, pianist Richard Dowling, appeared in Weill Recital Hall in Carnegie Hall on April 1st to become the first person ever to perform all 53 of Scott Joplin's piano works in public in two back-to-back recitals and all from memory, no less. The April 1st date was significant as it was the centenary of Scott Joplin's death in New York. And as if 53 pieces weren't enough, for an encore, Richard performed a piano transcription of A Real Slow Drag, the finale for Joplin's opera, Tremonitia. If you were unable to be at Carnegie Hall for this historic event, take heart. Richard is performing his all-Joplin concerts nationwide throughout 2017 and 2018. You can see his complete concert schedule on his website, richard-dowling.com. That's richard-dowling.com. D-O-W-L-I-N-G dot com. And lest you think that hearing that much Joplin at one time would be monotonous or boring, 
I'm here to tell you that that is most certainly not the case. The pieces are not played chronologically, but are presented in groups of two to five. The arrangement of the pieces is absolutely brilliant, and the program flows beautifully. I encourage you to support live music, but if you absolutely cannot make it to one of Richard's live performances, the complete Scott Joplin is available in a three-CD set on the Rivermont label, recorded on a magnificent Hamburg Steinway Model D. The stunning recording was made by Brian Wright and mastered by Bob Katz. The set includes a 70-page booklet of notes and is available from Richard's website, as well as from Rivermont Records at their website, rivermontrecords.com. Please support live music and Rivermont Records so that more projects of this magnitude and importance can continue to be produced. I think I've played a contemporary recording on the show only once before, but to pique your interest even a bit more, here's a track from the complete piano works of Scott Joplin, performed by Richard Dowling. Ragtime Dance, a stop-time two-step performed by pianist Richard Dowling. In his concerts and notes, Richard stresses that he tries as best he can to follow Joplin's wishes that the music be played as written, and Ragtime Dance comes with very specific instructions that read, Notice, to get the desired effect of stop-time, the pianist will please stamp the heel of one foot heavily upon the floor at the word stamp. Do not raise the toe from the floor while stamping. Well, not only was that some fine piano playing, but some fine stamping as well. That track and 53 others are available in the Rivermont Records 3D set of the complete piano works of Scott Joplin. Or better yet, hear it live at one of Richard Dowling's concerts. 
Check the schedule at richard-dowling.com. I've long been a fan of Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks, and I could have filled this entire hour with nothing but the band's motion picture, television, recording, and appearance credits, since Vince has been working diligently for more than 40 years to keep alive the music of the 1920s and 30s. I thought it would never happen, but the other highlight of our New York trip was to hear Vince and the Nighthawks in person at the Iguana in Manhattan. Now, I've got a pretty darn good sound system at home for listening to CDs and watching movies, and have seen films in which the band appears in theaters with good sound systems, but nothing, and I mean nothing, could have prepared me for the experience of hearing the band live. The energy, precision, exuberance, dynamics, and musical expertise of this group are just mind-boggling. If you ever have the chance to hear Vince and the Nighthawks live, do not pass it up. Of course, the next best thing to hearing them live is through CDs and film and television soundtracks. Here's a tune I requested at the Iguana, and it happens to be on the band's CD titled Quality Shout, which, along with others, is available online at vincegiordano.com. Here's Market Street Stomp. Not to be confused with the 1924 Market Street Stomp, composed by Charles Creeth and Horace Eubanks, and recorded by Charles Creeth's Jazzomaniacs, that was the 1929 Market Street Stomp, written by R.Q. Dickerson. The Missourians recorded it in 1929, and they did a pretty good job, but you heard it there by Vince Giordano's Nighthawks, and I got to hear them play it live a couple of weeks ago at the Iguana in New York City. Sitting in with the Nighthawks on that night on piano was Dalton Ridenour. 
another of my favorite musicians who also has a CD on the Rivermont label. The difference between a recording and a live performance is about the same difference as seeing a picture of the Grand Canyon and actually being there standing on the rim. Now, even if I hadn't seen Vince and the Nighthawks in New York, I would still be talking about them on this show, because this past Friday, Dave Davidson and Amber Edwards' documentary film, There's a Future in the Past, opened at Lumley's Music Hall Theater on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills for a one-week run. I'm proud to be an Indiegogo supporter of the film, and I had the great pleasure of seeing it last night. And Vince and the filmmakers were also there for a Q&A after the screening. If you're in Southern California, do yourself a favor and get to the Music Hall Theater to see this fascinating and entertaining film. If you can't see it here, it's popping up all over the country in limited releases, so watch for it. The film shows the passion and dedication for the music by showing the degrees to which the band will go to present it. So do yourself a favor and see there's a future in the past. Now, yet another of my favorite musicians is Frederick Hodges, one of the finest concert pianists in the world. He has an extremely wide repertoire, ranging from ragtime and novelty to Gershwin and Rachmaninoff, and he is the premier silent film accompanist in the world. And lest you think Richard Dowling plays only Joplin, let me assure you that is not the case. Richard was classically trained, and his repertoire includes not only ragtime, but other early American music, and works by Gershwin, Gottschalk, Chopin, Piatigorsky, and Tchaikovsky. Now, the only thing that could be better than hearing either one of these fine pianists performing solo would be to hear them together, and you have that opportunity on Sunday, April 23rd at 2.30 in the afternoon at the Old Town Music Hall in El Segundo. I urge you to join me there. There are two magnificent grand pianos at Old Town Music Hall, one a Bosendorfer Imperial Grand, and Richard and Frederick will give them both quite a workout. And as if it couldn't get any better, tickets for this concert are just $20. That's right, you get an afternoon of not one, but two world-class concert pianists for 20 bucks. Visit the Old Town Music Hall website for information. They don't have online ticketing, but you can call the theater to reserve your seats. That's oldtownmusichall.org. And to give you a little incentive, here are Richard Dowling and Frederick Hodges together playing a small sample from Variations on I Got Rhythm. I wouldn't be surprised if they played this next week. But as I said, a recording is nothing like being there live, so get your tickets. Richard Dowling and Frederick Hodges, and variations on I Got Rhythm. And once again, you can hear Frederick and Richard together, live in person next Sunday, April 23rd at 2.30 in the afternoon at Old Town Music Hall in El Segundo, California. If you are at all able, please support live music and be there, or at any of the Music Hall's other fine concerts throughout the year, and at their vintage movies every week, too. 
Well, that's all of the contemporary recordings and announcements of upcoming live music opportunities, and we're going to get back to the vintage recordings. There's a lot of talk lately about what's real versus what's fake, so I want to assure you that every record in this next set is the real thing. Here's Buddy Rogers and his famous swing band.
Herring and his orchestra with When the Real Thing Comes Your Way, from a Brunswick 78 wax, September 26, 1929. Larry Spear wrote the tune, and there are words which are written by Larry Spear. Seeing that title, I can't help but think of the song The Real Thing from The Mad Show. Anyway, before that, it was Ben Selvin and his orchestra playing the Nessio Herb Brown tune, Only Love is Real, with Smith Ballou singing the Arthur Freed lyrics. That Columbia 78 was recorded in New York on October 23, 1929, and was preceded by Abe Lyman and his orchestra and You're a Real Sweetheart, written by Irving Caesar and Cliff Friend. The vocalist on that June 29, 1928 Brunswick 78 was Phil Neely. We began that honest-to-goodness genuine real set with This Time It's Real. That was Buddy Rogers and his famous swing band on a Vocalion 78 made April 5, 1938. This Time It's Real was written by Buddy Benear, Walter Shivers, and Robert D. Emmerich, and the vocalist was Bob Hannon. And the band included one of the Sunshine Boys, Joe Mooney, on piano. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, 
FM 88.7 KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. Earlier I mentioned that when we saw Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks in New York, I requested Market Street Stomp. Our friend Don, who was with us, also made a request for one of his favorite songs. Now, as you'll find out in the documentary, There's a Future in the Past, Vince and the band schlep about 400 pounds of music to each of their gigs, let alone the instruments and other equipment. That's right, themselves. I wouldn't have bet they had the song in their repertoire, let alone have the music with them, but they pulled out Don's request of Melancholy Serenade, written by Jackie Gleason, and the theme song for the Jackie Gleason Show. Jackie recorded it, as did Bob Crane, for that matter. I don't think Vince has recorded it, but it's outside of our timeline anyway, so I'm not going to play Melancholy Serenade, but I do have Mournful Serenade...
Lots of serenades I could have played, but I chose that one for a very specific reason. Johnny Carson used to have a running bit that had he not gone into television, he would like to have been a shepherd. Now I'll bet you don't know a real live shepherd, but I do. So that record, Shepherd's Serenade by Leo Reisman and his orchestra, goes out especially to my friend Sean in Massachusetts, who is a genuine shepherd, among other things he does in organized camping and youth development. Best wishes, Sean. The vocalist on that November 29, 1929 recording was Frank Luther, and Shepherd's Serenade was written by Clifford Gray and Herbert Stothert. We began that serenade set with King Oliver's Mournful Serenade. Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers, June 11, 1928. We had some serenades last segment, so for this final segment of the show, we've got some melancholia.
for tunes with melancholy in the title. Those didn't sound very melancholy. That was Cass Hagen and his Park Central Orchestra with Melancholy Charlie. Melancholy with an I-E and not a Y. That Columbia recording was made May 24, 1927, and has an organ in the arrangement, although who plays it is unknown. Following Richard Dowling's Carnegie Hall concert, we walked past the Park Central Hotel but couldn't stop in for a drink because we were on our way to a party. But I do think I heard echoes of Ben Pollock's orchestra as we went by. We began that melancholy set with Howard Lannon and his Ben Franklin Dance Orchestra and Melancholy Lou from September 29, 1925. Brother Sam Lannon directed the band and other brother Joe or Willie played piano. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week. And as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you.